You're tuned in to Atlanta Fringe Audio, the podcasting network of the Atlanta Fringe Festival. Welcome, dear listeners, to this episode of Speak Up, a special podcast series presented by Scranton Fringe, The Black Scranton Project, and Park Multimedia. Special thanks to Lackawanna County for their support. All episodes of Speak Up star and are made by a team of students from across Northeast Pennsylvania. Joining me in the studio for this episode are three brilliant middle schoolers with a knack for unraveling the secrets of the past. Together, we'll dive deep into the unknown, exploring strange historical events and the theories that surround them. First up, let's meet our three budding history enthusiasts. We have Griffin. Hi. As well as Sylvia. Hello. And last but not least, we have Jessica. Hi. Our trio of curious minds is all set to embark on a quest to uncover the hidden truths behind strange historical events. On this episode, our host historians dive into the mysterious death of Alfred Lowenstein, also known as the man who fell from the sky. Alfred Lowenstein was a renowned financer and a larger-than-life figure in the early 20th century. Lowenstein's quick rise to wealth and fame captivated the world, but his sudden and tragic demise sent a shockwave through society. On July 4, 1928, Alfred Lowenstein boarded his private aircraft with six others to fly from the United Kingdom out to Brussels. During the flight, Lowenstein went to the bathroom at the rear of the aircraft. When he didn't return, his secretary found the bathroom empty and the aircraft's entrance door open. It was believed that Lowenstein had fallen out of the plane and died in the English Channel. His body was later discovered and buried in an unmarked grave in Belgium. Join us as throughout this episode, each of our three young historians will present a possible theory to answer this nearly 100-year-old mystery. The first theory is that it was an accidental death. The evidence to, the, for, to support this is that his wife claimed that he had some sort of dementia or other problem. He had been known to open the wrong doors at night, and he would call his wife the wrong name sometimes. So one of the theories is that he mistook the airplane exit door for the bathroom door. How similar were the two doors? Were they near each other? They, they were know? right like across from each other, and they looked exactly the same, except that the bathroom window had no, or the bathroom door had no window, and the exit did. And the only one who at least released the idea publicly that he had dementia was his wife, at least to your knowledge. Yeah. Okay. The second theory goes by the idea that um, Lowenstein faked his own death. Um, this theory was first pro- was first at least drawn light to by crime writers Robert and Kale Bridgestock. Um, this is supported by a few different ideas. First goes the idea that if he were to fake his death, everyone on the plane, and even maybe his wife at home, would have to know about this possibility. But these are all people that could have been paid off with money. He was the third richest man in the world for a while. And something to support this was his financial irregularities. Um, This is the idea that um, statements given intentionally had false or misleading information in relation to financial transactions. 
The rest of the theory pretty much only goes by rumors. As with any great scandal, lots of rumors followed it. Some people said that they saw a parachute fall from the sky and get retrieved by a raft. There were even rumors I found that he had an affair with a second woman. However, none of these were actually proven or given much weight at all. Questions and thoughts about this theory from our co-hosts. So, how exactly would he be able to pay off his wife's silence if she already has like if she already has access to all of his money i can't say t- to be sure but especially in these times it was he was the rich one right she most likely married in and so without him she got pretty much all his funds with him alive she didn't exactly own everything at least to my knowledge um did she probably get and was able to use a lot of it yes However, she wouldn't, it wouldn't be hers. With him gone, it would be hers. Ah. Okay, Griffin. Do you know, like, is there any more evidence about the parachute? Or is it like you said, like, that? There were a lot of little things. Like, some people, I think, even claimed, like, he wasn't on the plane or something like that. But, like, yeah, people claim they saw parachutes, they saw yachts, they saw all types of things. But there was no evidence to prove any of this. It was just people essentially creating rumors. Yeah, or like trying to look for attention. Yeah, yeah. Okay, did we have any further thoughts, comments, or questions on this second theory before we move on to the third? No. Okay, Jessica, theory number three, whenever you're ready. My theory is murder. Many think he was murdered, and the theory is supported by the fact that both the body was buried in an unmarked grave, and that his wife didn't actually attend his funeral. Um, Norris believes that Lowenstein had been thrown from the aircraft by the pilot, Donald Drew, at the request of Lowenstein's wife, and the motive being to gain control of his fortune. But, do you guys have any questions? Did his wife, like, inherit his fortune after? I believe so, yes. And you could also go with the idea for most things, whether it was faking his death, whether it was murder, a lot of these things could go under the idea that the wife showed no visible signs of mourning. She didn't really attend his grave. To my knowledge, after he was brought in for an autopsy, she left very quickly. The fact that she could have some involvement, no matter almost no matter what theory. Yeah, and almost all of it is surrounded around the fact that somebody gets money. (laughs) So. I believe there was actually, after he died, there was a lot of issues with the company because anyone who had, like, stocks in the company was selling them. It was just kind of a disaster. Yeah, like, after his death, the press just, like, completely ignored his family. Because, like, it's said online that... His son actually shot one of the maids, and the press didn't cover it at all, because they just skimmed over it. Yeah, where was that in relation to, like, father's death, son shoots maid? Like, do you know timeline-wise, or no? Uh, no, but I think it was shortly after his father's death, but I'm not sure. This has been fantastic. So, if we were to summarize and have a few follow-up questions, not just about this case, but about the 
why we're so interested in stories like this in general for you three to discuss and debate. But if you were to take a vote, each of you having one vote, what do you think, based on the evidence that you've heard today from each other, based on the research you've done independently, ultimately, what do you think happened? Again, not saying you're saying it with 100% certainty, but if you had to take a guess, what do you think really happened? Well, my personal theory is that maybe the wife teamed up with the pilot to kill the husband for money. You suggested in previous discussions that you suspected the two of them having an affair. Do you still stand by that, or is it just on the Um, basis teamed up? Yeah, once I went through the facts and everything, I think it was just like a main team up. Considering I've seen so many crime shows, it was just the first thing that popped in my head. Yeah, because there's no real benefit for the wife to have a husband, because that money that she just got is no longer hers anymore. Yeah, true. I'd have to go between accident or murder, just because faking your death is very difficult, especially, though being very rich both helps, because you have more money to start a new life, but also really hurts because the press keeps more attention to you. I think it's possible the wife maybe knew he had dementia, maybe, maybe stage things that, like, it's easy for him to die, but maybe didn't, like, actually... I'm going to rephrase that. The wife didn't particularly care about his well-being and made it very easy for the possibility of him dying, but didn't actively, like, attempt to kill him, I think, so a possibility. She, so what you're saying is she was neglectful. Yeah, I think that's what I'd say. Okay, but, like... It shows that, like, 400 feet above the English Canal, a employee rammed himself against the exit door, and it only opened a tiny bit before the air draft slammed it shut. So, I don't think the accident one is very plausible. Griffin? I'm not really sure, because I know the accident one seems like it's not plausible, but I think the murder one is, like, a little far-fetched. Mm-hmm. So I'm not really sure about what happened. Yeah. yeah. I'd say murder and accident are the two very easy yeah. ones, because they yeah. easily make one look like the other. Interesting. Let me ask you, the three of you, this has been really interesting. Thank you for all your research and sharing your thoughts. Why do you think we're so captivated by stories like this? There's so many podcasts and YouTube shows and articles about cases like this and others. Why do you think that is? Why do we keep coming back to these stories? I think it might be, it's a level of detachment enough of it happened at some point. Usually, I'm not a billionaire here. Uh, I'm not, to my knowledge, in any threat getting murdered, hopefully. Um, But... It's a civil detachment, so it's not, like, terrifying or horrifying to think about. But at the same time, it's like you can never truly know. So there's so many possibilities. And especially when dealing with, like, richer figures, then there's so many things that could happen. Because they're more public targets. Yeah, I think that we're mainly drawn because of the mystery surrounding it. And, like, the fact that we don't really know much about the world. Yeah, it's been So we're just... So yeah, so we just like skim through it to try and find anything that can bring sense. Yeah, it's been almost a hundred years and like no one knows. Yeah. I like a lot of like historical mystery stuff. I find it really interesting and it's not like it was like a recent thing that happened and that I like it a lot more because it was a long time in the past and I think that makes it a lot more intriguing. 
if and when we were to regroup as a team to do another podcast episode, what historical event, historical mystery would you like to discuss and why? I've always been very intrigued by the death of Elisa Lam. And I know we briefly talked about this as a group. Um, the death of this, I think, I believe Canadian girl who came to the U.S. and was found dead in a hotel, like, sewage tank. Not sewage, water tank. Apologies. Um, with no, no real evidence of how she got in there. Like, her death has been officially solved, but there's so, still so many loose ends to it. It's really nice. And the hotel still exists to this day. Yeah. Like, um, there's literally footage of her in the elevator, like, smashing the buttons and everything without it moving. Like, and it looked like she was being followed and really freaked out. Mm -hmm. But the second she left, that's the only time when the door is closed. Mm -hmm. I like the boy in the box case. It was in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. There was a dead person found inside of a box on the side of the road. And they recently identified him, but they still don't know all the details, and it hasn't been solved for over 50 years. It is interesting in the comparison to, like, because what we were just talking about, it's on the other side of the world 100 years ago, and it's a man's position that no, none of us are likely to be in, and verse things that are a little more close to home, like, yours is in Philadelphia, mine was in the U.S. in a hotel that still exists. Yeah, it's just, I think... Another reason why we get so glued to these is because even though they're real and everything, we don't really get creeped out because they were before our time. So we just kind of distance them from us. So it doesn't really scare us that much. And we're just fascinated instead. Which is why things like the death of Lisa Lamb, that was fairly recent. How Do you know how long? I think it was 2013. <laughs> so yeah, these are both fairly recent. So it'll be interesting to see how the yeah. two compare. Yeah, it's just, we were little, so we didn't really hear about it. So, like, I think it's because most people can easily distance themselves when hearing these things. Because, like, unless it hits something really close to home, they just hear it as a story about something that happened and not, like, the horror that it actually is. Did you have a, a case that you'd want to, did you agree with Sylvia's suggestion, or did you have a, another case that you'd love to explore in a future podcast or event or something like that? Um, yeah, I've been watching a bunch of stuff. And there's actually one where it was more than 100 years ago. But, like, this dude killed his wife because she started wearing black stockings and she thought she was an evil fairy because she never wore stockings before. So, like, he... They did what was to purify her from, like, changelings and stuff like that. And eventually, he beat her head open and then threw her body in the lake. And days on end, he just kept, ho like, kept hoping for her to come back until he eventually gave in and faced the fact that he killed his wife. And that leans more into, like, the mysterious, fantastic, like, mythological type level of the theories because most theories have like some more supernatural associated explanation yeah i think it's called the lady with the black stockings nice i think that's the name of the episode i found it on okay any other parting thoughts notes comments i don't think so thank you for listening to speak up 
a podcast project with Scranton Fringe Festival in partnership with the Black Scranton Project and Park Multimedia. For more information about Scranton Fringe, please follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok, or go to our website, scrantonfringe.org. You can binge all of our audio shows at atlantafringe.org slash fringe dash audio or wherever you enjoy your podcasts.